My uncle's home had a forest nearby. He loved all the animals, so he left his supper scraps outside. It was his generous intent to feed every stray that crawled, walked, or flew his way. While visiting my uncle one cool autumn night, through the kitchen window, my eyes did a light. Upon those supper scraps in the pan outside, I saw such a sight. It was terrifying as the moon climbed high in the sky on that cold, clear night. The small woodland creatures would not have their meal. It was a Sasquatch I saw, gobbling it down with such a zeal. I bolted the door in my camera I fetched. A photo I must have of this giant wretch. Back into the woods the Sasquatch loped with big feet and left me wondering how long a Bigfoot had been coming to my uncle's to eat. He left a stench in the air, horrid and foul. And as the hairy giant disappeared in the woods, I heard an odd howl. Brought to you by WKTV, I'm Wayne Thomas. Welcome to another Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. I'm Brian Jose from Kent County Paranormal. Thank you for joining our forum in search of paranormal possibilities. I'm Kim Colleen. Keep, please keep an open mind about things you might not easily believe as we explore the mysterious, right? The mysterious. <laughs> That's what this show is all about. We search out the mysterious. I think we've, we uh, found a good one this, this yeah, week. Yeah, we did. We've been anticipating this show, mm -hmm. right? We'd like to start out with thanking people. And at the controls tonight is Maddie. So we appreciate her help. I also would like to thank people here at WKTV. Mm -hmm. Kelly that runs the show. There's Tom. There's Nate. There's Joanne. And also Matt Zuby, who worked with us before. Mm -hmm. We were all honored last Saturday. They had a dinner for people who volunteer their services. That's how this station runs, by volunteers. So our 19 shows were recognized and honored. I got me this cool T-shirt. Cool. And as long as we're thanking people, I'd like to thank our featured guest, Phil Shaw, who drove all the way across the state of Michigan to be here with us. <laughs> we filled the studio with hairy bipeds. As many as we could find, but Sasquatch is a very elusive creature. True, true very true. So, with uh, no further ado, Phil Shaw. Welcome. How you doing? Nice yeah, to be welcome. here. Always love to talk about Bigfoot, so I'm good. <laughs> Maybe you could start with your first incident that yeah. you had. Okay. Um, or how long you've been researching Well, Bigfoot. actually, in... in uh, spring of 2006 my wife and I were uh, going east the maritime provinces and we were going through New Brunswick and it was uh, opening in the trees we're on a four-lane highway 
and there was a somebody walking between the blocks of trees. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see a hat, a uh, white face. We didn't see the con- normal Canadian plaid shirt or blue jeans. And we both agreed we'd seen Bigfoot. Oh, my God. And we went home and told our three sons that we'd seen a Bigfoot. <laughs> and they said, you must have seen a Bigfoot because you never agree on anything else. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so it had to be true, right? It had to be true. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then uh, <clears throat> that fall, there was a ad in the Detroit Free Press that they were going to have an expedition in UP by Marquette. And I took two sons and uh, a brother up there, and we did the thing. It was fun. Yep. Didn't know it, but my sons did a mockumentary called the Shaw Bigfoot Project. And it was funny. It's, you know, it's a mockumentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I started studying Bigfoot then, and, and then a year or so later started collecting stories. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> that video <laughs> was a good end. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep it light. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> yep. So I end up doing uh, conferences and, and you know programs and and okay. people people tell me their stories. I'm up to 120 incidents just around West Branch. Now where is only... West Branch? I'm not <laughs> West familiar. West Branch is yeah, about there. The... Okay, <laughs> about yeah, there. Then you that the helps. helpful uh, Michigan. Uh, <laughs> that, <point> <laughs> well, that helps. We're <laughs> yeah. about 50 it. miles north of uh, yeah. Bay City, Saginaw, right up I-75. Okay. Does that seem to be like a hot spot for I don't Sasquatch th- I don't think sightings? it's a hot spot. You know, it's a combination. you got to have the habitat, and I think much of particularly lower Michigan and the UP is great habitat. Right. It could be as good as anything in the world, but you also got to have people seeing them yep. and reporting them. And if you don't, you know, people don't have a place to go. Right. If they're not aware of a place, you know, I, I actually was with the BFRO temporarily. But uh, you got to have somebody listening. BFRO, Bigfoot, Bigfoot Research, Research Organization. Organization. Okay, net. I could I could have guessed that. Probably but it was started. I, yeah, just in for 19- our listeners, they yeah have started to know. in 1995 by, by Matt Moneymaker, who put on the show or started the Finding Bigfoot series. You know, about eight or nine years. Did yeah, that. that's yeah. on. Uh, yeah. What is that on? No, it was on Animal Planet, it, yeah, for, Animal but it's Planet. done now. It's done okay. now. But but we had uh, Cliff Brackman do our conferences twice. Cool. Well, it's been fun. I want to spend more time on the habitat because yeah. Michigan. This podcast goes all over the world, and people don't realize Michigan. Right. We're really almost like two states: the Upper Peninsula and right. the Lower Peninsula are like night and day. Right. Well. Upper, lower, all over Michigan, we got lakes, we got swamps, we got forests. Yeah, I want to go right. over that. We all have three forests. national forests. Right. We have six state forests. We yep. have the largest state forest system in the nation. Sure. We have 19 plus million acres in forests. Right. It's considered timberland. 53% of Michigan is forest, and we're never more than six miles from water between the rivers, the streams, the inland lakes, and the Four Great Lakes that surround us. So sure. when you talk about prime real estate right. for Sasquatch, sure. this is it. The dense forests, the swamps, the vast farmlands, plenty of fresh water. Minnesota brags about their 10,000 lakes. We got 11,000 lakes. Oh, do we? <laughs> I didn't even know that. And, and we, we have the longest coastline next to Alaska Okay. because we're next to four of the Great, great Lakes. Sure. So we just got swamp, and I think they're swamp creatures. 
Based, based on your research, do you feel like there's more sightings in the UP versus the Lower Peninsula? You know, like, what's I, the percentage of sightings upper lower? Again, you got less people up there. True. And the more remote it is, the harder it is for people to see them because they're not there. True. In fact, last summer, my wife and I flew into <coughs> Northern California, rented a car, and went up along the Oregon coast. So we saw the mountains. And then in the fall, we went to North Carolina. You know, mountains are beautiful, yeah. but they are inaccessible. Yeah. You know, Something could be it's up hard, there and nobody It's hard to get know. up there, and yeah. you get up there, you could fall off real easy. Right. Swamps aren't so bad. No, I don't know. Swamps <laughs> are, can be yeah, bad. You, you can get, the problem is most people don't want to get their feet wet. Yeah. True. You don't go, you know, if you've if you got more than six inches of water, most people, hey, I'm going to get my feet wet. I'm getting out of here. Unless yeah. you're going into a swamp because you don't want to get covered in leeches going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, that Bingo. too. Yeah, yeah, it's not very hospitable. Thick, yeah. thick stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil, have you ever got lost in the woods? I uh, never really. I've always been good with a compass, but I got a handheld GPS, and that's just amazing. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's those, cheating. Those, yeah. those are amazing, you know. I can be out half a mile, mile from a truck, mm-hmm. plug that thing, you know, my truck's that way. Wow. Then right? I use a compass to shoot most of this don't use the batteries, but they're amazing. Yeah, you you also hunt like small game. We talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I went to my brother's. Yes, I took my grandson and you know farmland that hasn't been farmed for thirty years. The brambles, I won't go there again. It's too thick. Yeah. you can't walk wow. through it. The brambles. Right. Well, I got a scratch on my. Oh hand. yeah, just, they stick know, to your clothes. They, and... oh, stick to your clothes. They stab you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. rip you. They're bad. You you know you 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 need a dog, which we didn't have, but. You can't physically walk through so these bramble patches grown up so bad. Sure. It's not too bad for deer hunting. He's got a big blind and stuff, but it's just not hospitable for, I mean, the rabbits are probably there, although I do believe Michigan is like a lot of areas, got a lot of coyotes today and coyotes yep. and bobcats yep. eat yeah. all the small game. Exactly. Yeah. We don't have snow right now in Michigan because we've had a lot of warm weather. Yeah. So it's not you, as easy to track. You this. should see our yard. We we live on the north side of a terminal moraine. My grandkids up over the weekend. The snow banks are uh, seven eight feet. Oh wow! But we're on the north side of a moraine, so the sun don't get to it. And okay. We also got seventy five foot pine trees, so you know the sun just don't get it. Yeah. But just going into West Branch, the farm fields are all clear. Sure. But, uh, now, I think it probably depends on what reference you, you're reading, but I found that Michigan, they had it as fourth for the most sightings in the nation. Is that what your research or you found? I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, let me see. You got Washington, Washington State, number Oregon, one. California. Uh, Ohio's big, you know, but if you take uh, the the eastern 100 miles and the southern 100 miles of Ohio, that's part of Appalachia. Yeah, it's I think rough, Pennsylvania might have been on Pennsylvania, that top up there, Pennsylvania is rougher too. country than anything in Michigan. Maybe the porcupine should be approach it, but, uh, you know, but you got a lot of people. Ohio's got a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, Columbus, Cleveland, Toledo, all that stuff is, is just a lot of people, and it's fairly accessible. Sure. Yeah. We don't have the Rocky Mountains in this region, but there is some mountain range up through New York State also. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Anna Condract or... Um, Anaconda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anaconda, yeah. Okay, yep. I knew it was something like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, and there's been uh, they do little conventions and stuff where they have the oh. contest for the hollering. Oh yeah, yeah. What? The, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty interesting. I think. Yeah. I have some more on tape if you want to hear some more what, of those. Because where did you get that? 
Well, this, the one that I played in the poem in our reference, yeah. that was from Bobo. Oh, yeah. Bobo is one of the big, Bobo phases. Yeah, he's, one, he's worked a lot with uh, Cliff Brackman. Cliff is more scholastic, and Bobo is more of a coffee shop guy. But he's, he's funny. I've heard him. I've been to the Ohio Bigfoot Conference three times, four times maybe, and that's probably the biggest Bigfoot conference in the world. Okay. And that's, uh, you know, directly uh, east of Columbus, about an hour and a half. Now, do people, when they the go to these conferences, do they, do they bring evidence like hair samples? Yeah, you know, do, so I mean, much. do people actually there's find of, this kind of stuff? There's or a lot of vendors or? selling footprints and stuff, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of them have had experiences, yep. and a lot of them are just, I think it's fun to look and listen. Sure, yeah. sure. Like our conference, we got some really good speakers coming. I in, see that. In April. Yep. So, what are the statistics of your typical Sasquatch? If I was going to go up north, family and I are going to go to Traverse City, let's say, and we're going to do some hiking in the woods. What am I looking for? Am, can I actually look in the woods and be like, okay, this tree has certain rub marks, or I'm looking for, you know, are there signs? The evidence. Is there Actually, evidence that could be left behind that yeah. I could look around and say, okay, I'm on the trail of one, or there's one nearby, or what am first I looking of all, for? First of all, the odds of finding evidence of Bigfoot is very small. Right. They, they do leave. I've only found about a dozen structures in 12 years, which would be trees stacked, you know, that probably aren't kids making a teepee or a hunter blind. They don't make them that often. People ask me why they make them, and I say I haven't talked to one lately. I'll, when I do, I'll tell you. But uh, are you talking in like like sticks that yeah, are up like the, in they, a teepee position? Yeah, yep, you yep. feel like those are the homes? Like, no. Oh. My thinking is those are strictly a signpost for them. I think they're just saying we're here. Okay. And you dummies don't believe it. <laughs> okay. I don't think they're, they don't need a shelter. They got hair four inches long, four or five inches long. Right. They're, um, the only time of year they even need shelter is the winter time. Right. And I'm to the conclusion that they go underground. Yeah, there's plenty of caves. Oh, wow. yeah. I mean, there's I never, caves. Or, 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 or dig holes in the wall, in, under the water, you know. I read a book from Europe, the, the European wild man, and whoever wrote that book thought that they actually go into the big rivers. And go on undercuts, hmm. dig, dig holes, which the Grand River, Muskegon River, I get Osaba River, I get a lot of reports along the rivers. But to go out and actually look and see a Bigfoot, the odds are so small. Right. It's like a little bit like hitting a lottery. Oh, sure. Yeah, because I'm convinced that 99% of your sightings are accidental. They have bad ears just like we do. And it, it, the Bigfoots have bad ears. They don't have any better ears than we do. They're okay. almost they're almost human. Sure, and if sure. You're, if you're in the woods and you got a lot of wind blowing, you can't hear. Yeah. And if you're so, they can't hear us. If, we can't yeah. hear them. And, and you could and just you, step, step a, upon if one. If a human is walking and being quiet, and you accidentally find one preoccupied, yeah, yeah. digging a root, doing something, yeah. Then you might smell it before you see that's it. That's a possibility. Yes, <laughs> yes. If that, down, that was in the poem too. If you're, you know, if you're downwind, if you're downwind, yeah, okay. but they got to be downwind. You know, if if they're upwind, 
Well, they if might the smell you before you smell them. I think they oh, got maybe. bad noses, too. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think they got any better noses than we do. Okay. The reason I say that is I think they are so close to human. Sure. They have, you know, okay hearing, but they, they're not like a, uh, a dog that's got an ears like this. Yeah. They don't have a dog nose. They, they don't smell that. I mean, they're very similar to human. Yeah. Well, I want to read this list of evidence that people present. Oh, yeah, You've yeah. already refuted some of this stuff, so that's good. The nest of twisted woven branches, you kind of refuted that. But um, also the musty, moldy smell, thousands of photos, footprints, castings, handprints, hand castings, body impressions, scat, hair, and then... What about DNA? Has there been any DNA? Oh, good question. There's a group uh, in uh, Texas. Uh, they they call them uh, uh, um, Ketchum uh, Genome Project. About it was between five and ten years ago, there was a group of them. They collected 111 samples of hair and blood, and that's where they somebody had seen a Bigfoot leaning by a tree or walking over a fence. And they sent that 111 samples to about 10 or 12 labs that could do DNA testing. The, not surprising, about a third of the samples come back um, squirrel, raccoon. Mm. But the other two-thirds came back. The female genome was 100% human. The male gene, genome come back unknown primate. My conclusion okay. of this and what I tell everybody is everybody knows women are smarter than men, and most women think their husbands are unknown primates. So, <laughs> so basically, you got hairy men out there, very smart, hairy men. That are called Sasquatches. That are called Sasquatches. <laughs> They're bigger. In fact, I connect it to the Bible even. You know, some people, you know, the Esau and Edomites, spitting image of Bigfoot. He was all hair, and... Uh, then he married into the Edomites, who probably were cannibals and giants. And the, and the Bigfoots are giants. Right. Yeah, yeah because um, my, my, my daughter, when she was younger, was into Bigfoot research. Yeah. You know, she's sure. 14 now, but when she was like eight or nine years old, yeah. she absolutely Loved was it, gaga huh? about Bigfoot. Right, right. So we had got this Bigfoot research kit on a yeah. vacation trip yeah. one time. So this just, I don't know if you can see this, but this goes to show you, this says deer, um, black bear, gorilla, human, adolescent Bigfoot, adult female, and adult male. So this gives you an idea, and this would be on the small side. Yeah, right. It's, it's showing 16 inches. Yeah, it? it's yeah. showing 16. And, and I, think, I think the male Bigfoot is probably average more like 18 yeah, so and, this, uh, I mean, if you can the, see where the toes are way up here and so forth. But the females. This is, this females is on the small, small side. Sure. So just to give you a reference point. But they have juveniles that will have smaller feet, human-sized feet, mm -hmm. babies. Right. Yeah, they're just humans with uh, growing up. But there's been family units being seen. My research says eight, up 800 pounds, 8 feet, but maybe up to 1,000 pounds. Bigfoot. It really depends on whether you believe the uh, the theory that the Gigantopithecus that came from China came over the land bridge, uh, you know, Alaska. They think that that happened supposedly along with the uh, American Indians, maybe. 
And the Gigantopithecus, from what I read, they figure was between 10 and 15 foot tall and, and weighed between 1,000 and 1,500 pounds. And when you find footprints that are 22 to 24 inches, yeah. they are a big animal. <laughs> All right. I would bet they're bigger than, than eight foot. As long as they're on feet. Yeah. The big foot has a joint in the bottom of right. its foot. Right. Not unlike people. Right. So it walks different because it has it's jointed in the middle of its foot here. Much like apes. Apes have a joint in the middle right. of the foot. Let's talk about the some of the other hairy uh, bipeds we have here and why that can't be confused. Because you had the prints on here of bear and stuff. Yeah. And the, and the different sizes, why they can't be confused. A black bear only weighs up to 400 pounds, about five feet. The biggest, the biggest ever was a Russian bear, 1,100 pounds. But. That's that's not average. A gorilla, three hundred and fifty pounds. We have a gorilla somewhere. All right, here is a gorilla. I guess. <laughs> and then, uh, kind of sort of. The grizzlies now can be six hundred. They can be six and a half feet. The biggest, one thousand six hundred. And the polar bears, right up there with the grizzly, mm-hmm. nine hundred and ninety pounds, nine feet. So, I think there's there's characteristics if you compare bears and Bigfoot. They're so dramatic. A big, big foot will have shoulders this wide. Bears don't have shoulders. Yeah. Uh, a bear has a nose this big. Yeah. Uh, Bigfoot has no nose. They have a nose like you and I do. Right, 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 right. Uh, they don't have a tail like this. They don't have right? a tail. They don't have any tail at all, no. right? The, um, <laughs> the nose, the ears. Most bears have upright ears. Right. Uh, Bigfoot. You can, most time you can't see the ears. The hairs too hairy. Over, like like your hair, your hairs covered. And they ears. would have a yeah. big beard hanging down. Maybe males and females. I would imagine. Would I have don't both know. Beards. I don't. I've never heard that females do. I have heard some males will have a beard. The big beards. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's the the uh, the uh, and the fact that a, a bigfoot is a very big animal. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's three, four times bigger than your average bear, and mostly bears run on all fours. The interesting fact, though, is that people don't realize that Bigfoot often run on all fours, like like apes. They do. Yeah. Okay, because you know, because see, they got the big shoulders, the big, s- they got the arms, the hands that reach the knees, and they can go from two wheel drive to four wheel drive <laughs> in a, a quick. My one of my favorite books was uh, written by. It's called the Historical Bigfoot, written by a, a, a Chad Armet out of Ohio. He collected stories from the 1800s when this country was being settled by the Europeans, and in newspaper articles. Mm-hmm. And in 50 percent of the cases, the uh, what the wild man that the people were seeing was both bipedal and quadruped. Okay. And they go from one to the other. And when you think about it, you know, you go from eight to ten foot tall to four foot. So your profile is hugely different. A lot of the swamp grass, the ferns is about are, that are tall. Five, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You can hide so well if totally. you're four foot tall, but if you're ten foot tall, right. it's and a little harder. Blend, and you're gonna blend in a lot more too, because if you're going like that, you're more likely to if you're just getting a glancing brush, you can think it's a bear. Yeah, yeah or totally. Yeah, foot, yeah. You know? I think I think there's many cases yeah. where people think they're seeing a bear and they're actually seeing mm-hmm. a bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Now you Don't said they get a lot of casts too of like knuckle prints and stuff like that. Knuckle prints. Running? They're they're yeah. going on the knuckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You said the term wild man in the Ojibwa. I believe yeah. that's what translates. 
Well, it's the, the Indian it, tribe from Grand Rapids, also oh, called Chippewas. Yeah. I believe it's uh, Wild Man. There, sure. There's a lot of different names that oh, you had in your reports. That's just looking at my chart here, the yeah. worldwide Bigfoot history. Every indigenous uh, tribe around the world has a different name. They all had different languages. Let's go over some of these names, because Ohio has the Ohio Grassman, Florida right. has the Skunk Ape. Right. The, there's the Himalayan Yeti. Right. Or the That's he's behind you, I think. Abdominal right? snowman. Right. The Yeti. <laughs> then the Chinese wild man. Aaron. This thing is uh yeah. the... <laughs> the Chinese wild man right here. <laughs> And then the Aztecs had a, a name for uh, Sasquatch also. Oh. Right. I, I, this is all from your uh, research that I've read oh, oh. from your stuff online. Oh, the oh. Nunomic. <laughs> and then there, there is the Kentucky uh, Barilla. Wayne, I think turn your wild thing off. That sounded wrong. That's a, uh, the Barilla is actually, I think, more of a dogman type creature Possible. from the descriptions. Yeah. What do you, yeah, what, along, there, as long as we hit on that, what do you think of Dogman reports? You know, I people see them. Uh, Houghton Lake, a, a lady I talked to, thought she saw maybe a, a Dogman. Mm -hmm. You know, if I believe in Bigfoot, I guess it doesn't take too much more. Right. I believe in other There's things. There's a lot of reports. And other things, yeah. I'm inclined to think that the Bigfoot is closely related to human and uh, is more likely to happen where to transfer from a dog to a biped it gets a little sketchy to me. So I don't I even attempt to collect stories for the dog man. I, I'm most almost entirely Bigfoot. Right. I've uh, heard Bigfoot described as shy but yet curious. Yeah. Looking through people's windows. Sure. They see them. Sure. So I mean yeah. it's it's a curious creature. They really are. They're I think a lot of animals are curious and uh, Bigfoot is they they like they watch TV with you if you let them. You think they like music? <laughs> Love music. I just finished a book called Bigfoot. It's by a, a doctor of psychology from Oregon, uh, Dr. Matthew Johnson, and his research technique is actually setting in the wild without lights, um, play music. And that's it, supposed to either, attract either li either live or MP3. Yep. Um, and they just love music. I don't think they like rock music. Right? Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say rock music. It needs to be smooth. Right. Uh, flute, you know, particularly flute, Indian type of music. Uh, no, he seems to think that's the best way to draw them in. Lights actually, fireplace or uh, fire, it really ruins a human's night vision, but you're less likely to see the Bigfoot too. Okay. Because it ruins your eyesight when you got a fire. So you should just really just be sitting in the dark. Sitting in the dark and talking, laughing, play music, you know, just just sit there and be brave. Because <laughs> you'll hear a yeah. lot of things out there that yeah. your mind's going to play tricks on you and be like, that's a Bigfoot. He actually with sleeps <laughs> under the yeah. stars with no tent, which i got to try. I've never done it, but it really intrigues me. You know, it, yeah. you know, they put a lot of, a lot of mosquito dope and a, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. right. a head net. But you know what? A, you know, a tent gets in your way. You can't see them. Right. You know? And uh, I wonder what you've heard out there in the woods. You have vocalizations on your list there. Yeah. yeah I played the one from yeah. Bobo. What have you heard when you actually out in the, woods? the best I've heard it was in Kentucky. Uh, two, I think it was two years ago. I was down there to that expedition I'm going to in April, and I think 
I got about seven minutes of what I call it was a mad ape. He was mad, and uh, there was a couple of us by the campfire, and, and the group came up with several groups, and we were in the valley, and I think we were in his way, and uh, I found it really funny. The guy says, oh, let's go, let's go and chase him. I said, that's okay, you got, go ahead, I'm going to uh, watch the fire. Yeah, <laughs> you go chase him. But it was big. I mean, yeah. that was like having a gorilla growling at you, and they could hold the breath for two minutes. And do you think in your brain, like, what else could this pass? I mean, well, the, the skeptic in me I actually, you know, like, I'm so far past What else that could point. make... I'm so past, I know they exist. The big question in my mind is, what are they? Right. Are they simply a Bigfoot human cross? Are they paranormal? Or are they alien? That's the question. Are they the and missing there's link? So many, there's so many things, too, because a lot of locations, like... They'll have UFO reports, or Bingo. you have I got ghost reports where there's several. a lot of crossing of different. I've, I've seen fields. a, I've seen a, uh, an orb, one time. Three of us saw it, right where Bigfoot. We got a lot of activity, you know. It's this big, and then turned off like a light. Now that's not swamp dance. <laughs> it's over a lake. With your visible eyes, huh? With your visible eyes. We could see camp. it very clearly. Okay. I could have took a picture, but I thought yeah. it was I, uh, it was a place that we've had a lot of Bigfoot activity. It was behind a barn. I went over to join the guys, and there I had time to take a picture. Okay. But uh, they had been watching it for a minute, and then it just turned out. What color was it? Yeah, it was just like a real light, bright white. And they said one, a small one, come up in the grass by them. So you know. For me to discount paranormal, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but, right. But, but and you couldn't debunk it, it at the time. Well, no, no way. There's, there was no deck. I thought it was the guys on a deck. Well, it's a real shallow lake. There's no deck. <laughs> it was out. Yeah. Long what other light line. source could it be coming nothing, from? Nothing. Nothing. Couldn't have been. You know, then to be there and then disappear. You know. There seems to be a correlation. You yeah. see UFOs and then yeah. you get the sightings. I've got. Uh, not very many, two or three, where there was UFOs seen close by. I think yeah. I know what planet they come from. What planet is that? It's where the Wookiees come from. <laughs> it's Kashak, it's called. I think, isn't it, Brandon? I'm from not Star, a, Star I'm Wars? Not a Star You're not a Star Wars person, guy? No. Well, isn't that Chewie? Isn't he a big he's a supposed, He was based on a Sasquatch, I believe. Oh, that's what he, he looks like, like yeah. Chewbacca? Yeah, yeah Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah. He looks like he should be yeah. a Bigfoot. So that's where they come. That's what Could planet be. they come from. I Personally, I think they might be some kind of missing link. between Because where is the missing link? They never discovered one. It's missing. They don't have fossils of it. No. Well, you raise a good question. You know, the biggest thing a lot of people will say is uh, I, they've never found a body, so they can't exist. And I think well, my whole thing is like, as people, we bury our dead, so why won't they bury their dead? That's you a know? possibility. Like, that's but, a good question. But one of the first things, if you read or heard about John Green, he was one of the first researchers from British Columbia. I visited him uh, five years ago, and he's passed away. He wrote the book Apes Among Us. He said it's a no-brainer. They're cannibals. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They're cannibals. I'm thinking they eat everything. They're cannibals. The bones and everything. Well, well, even that, even if they die in the woods too, like if you're way out in the middle of nowhere, it doesn't take long. Even if it's true. not them eating it for the like, if you like, I've seen like ones like on Michigan Outdoors where they have a time-lapse camera, yeah. they have a deer out and the yeah. dead deer out, and that yeah. thing's gone. Well, fast. then, then you put <laughs> yeah. that together yeah. with a study of the Yowie. I read a book about the Yowie in uh, Australia, and they claim 
that the owie has jaws strong enough to bite the bones right off. Mm -hmm. And then I put that together with a fellow from Higgins Lake who said he found a very large BM. It had a <laughs> deer hoof in it. Think Gross. A, think about that yeah. for a minute. Like, a deer hoof in right. it. I like mean, intact. Intact. He should have saved it. He should have bagged it and tagged it. He yeah. didn't. And DNA'd it. <laughs> and, something. Yeah, whatever. He should have. He's had the numerous. So, he, he claims he had one running with a wolf up there. So there, there, no small mammal is going to be going to ingest a whole hoof. No, absolutely. Like that's got to be a big. So something. you take all those factors together. Very smart. Uh, but the American Indians said they were cannibals. Every tribe. If you read the book by Kathy Strain, who uh, was an anthropologist from, I think she's from Washington State. She wrote the book, uh, uh, I always forget it, it's Monsters, Cannibals, and Other Beings, or something like that. Okay. But she interviewed 57 different American Indian tribes, and they all said that they were cannibals. Hmm. My, my research says they're omnivorous, like human beings. They eat fruit, berries, roots, fish, poultry, deer. They prefer elk, uh, roadkill, and they drag women and children off and eat them. Well, that's... Uh, <laughs> Was that true? Nice. Oh, well, if you look in the Nada National Parks, that's where people go missing. So, oh, really? You, you met, you met uh, David Polites missing 411? I, I haven't read it, but I know oh, there's a lot of people oh, that go missing in those national a, parks. There's a uh, retired federal investigator, uh, and he, he primarily worked in national parks. He's written like five books of missing people. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he doesn't come out and say it's Bigfoot, but it's certainly where Bigfoot should be. And it's almost always single people got ahead or behind the group off the yeah. track, a single person. And uh, for a while, uh, the uh, Cummins north of West Branch had the Bigfoot bash. I think it started with the idea of being a skeptical thing, thing but I went and told my stories. But but the, that one year, there was a, a group from the uh, American Indian Midwest, and I got their book, which somebody borrowed permanently, I guess, But because <laughs> uh, I don't have any more. But, oh, shoot. but I read the book, and one of the primary foodstuffs of American Indian in the Midwest was wild rice. Okay. Well, the women and the kids would take their canoes into the wild rice when it was ripe, shake the heads into the canoes. Well, in my opinion, they were going right into the living room of Bigfoot. Exactly. Or dining room, you should say. And I hate to tell you this, but I suspect women and children are better eating than old oh, guys. Yeah, right. Old guys exactly. like that. Yeah. They're more tender than us. Yeah. Right. You guys more are tender. all grizzly and stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So, Do you, you put I'll, that all together, you know, there's why you don't see them. Right. That's why you don't have a body. I, we didn't really do language enough justice yet. Do you have your own call that you do when you're out in the woods? I, I've done very little calling. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. We usually got somebody along that, that loves to do oh, it. Oh, okay. I haven't found it very uh, useful. I'm rim, I'm intrigued with this idea, just sitting and playing music and maybe giving them some food. We right. call it gifting. Okay. Gifting. Oh, Honestly, right. I think that might be more effective because well, I, for my whole thing, like if you're going from the animal perspective, if you're doing the howling and the, the knocking... Yeah. A lot of that, to me, that's marking your territory. Oh, yeah. So that might right. come. That might, if it's going to come, it's probably going to come could, to its you, end. And they're going to hear you to, if you play you music. Know. You could play some loud music so they know you're there, and they probably know you're there anyhow. But 
I'm intrigued by the idea of get, they like blueberry bagels and peanut butter and eggs. You know, they like yeah. You gotta be careful. You could be you know like doing a mating call or something. Exactly. Well, <laughs> right. You're giving them the like, appetizer like, to yourself. Oh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Come and get it. Right. Well. Dinner bell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have turkey on it a little bit, and I got a nice box collar, and and apparently I don't talk turkey very good because I'll do my call, and then the turkeys go the other direction. Oh, now. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so maybe they get on to you, you know. If you don't do the call right, they're going the other direction. Well, here's what happened with me, Phil. That's I did it. my turkey call. And a coyote came. Oh, he thought he was, he thought he was going to get a, a turkey. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So let's let's go over this list of language: whistle, knocks, Brandon hit on, growls, whoop howls, mm-hmm. high pitched screams. I and a, I heard like like a Tarzan or like a cow on steroids myself on some of these. But the samurai chatter. Yeah. That's the one that stands out in my mind. The sh- let's hear it. What's I don't have the sh- samurai chatter on my box. I do have some uh, that I can play you. I don't know if you can see our uh, brochure. The uh, if you can see that. Uh, this is for the program in April. The guy with the cowboy hat on there uh, was instrumental in recording the samurai chatter in the high Sierras in the 1970s. Wow. Yeah, he took. They went up and and uh, this uh, Tim Berry, who's passed away now actually recorded uh, Samurai Chatter, Bigfoot Talk. So they, they describe it as two Bigfoots talking to each other, like two old men grumbling at each uh, other. Well, maybe. Uh, but I mean, it's what they, the way they described it. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple more calls, though, I can play for sure, you. Yeah, sure, yeah, do it. This one... My bird chirping in there. That's the woman that won the competition over in New York State. That's a woman that did that one. The next one is Bobo on Conan O'Brien's show, I believe. That's Bobo on Conan O'Brien. You were talking about how they carry that note long. They got, they got a long breath. Bobo is a pretty stocky fellow. So yeah, he's a big yeah. guy, Bobo, yeah. if you've ever seen he's him. He's actually pretty thin now. He's lost. Oh, he's lost. Oh, I, I think diabetes. Here's the one that yeah. sounds like Tarzan to me. Because mm-hmm. it kind of echoes, and they're, they're doing it out in the woods. Yeah. That was Bobo. Yeah. But you look at the physiology of a male Bigfoot. If they're, in fact, 8 foot tall and weigh 800 pounds... That's almost exactly four times the average size of a human male, which is maybe 200 pounds. Yeah. And we got two liters of air. Yeah. That would give them eight liters of air in their lungs. That has to be terrifying. Uh, I suspect. Well, it was for me. Yeah, right. Kentucky. Yeah, said, you, you didn't got, want to go you chase guys it. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, go I'll ahead. Watch the fire. That's right. I'll keep the fire going. <laughs> like Let that me fire's know. gonna keep you safe. Well, <laughs> but they don't like fire. You know, you can get on the opposite side to fire. If or, he's hungry, he's gonna come get yeah. you no matter what. I think you were just mad because we're in his way. I tell you what, <laughs> I compare it to when I'm at the zoo and the lion roars. Oh yeah. And yeah. it echoes all through the zoo. Oh yeah. I can imagine that echoing through the woods. Oh, yeah. That must just travel for miles. That Actually, the interesting part is we think that they have also what call, is called infrasound. Mm-hmm. That is a, a sound that most of your large animals have. Elephants, lions, 
hippopotamus, they because of their large vocal track, they actually can make noise way below what we can hear. Okay. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. Like, kind of like dolphins, kind of. Yeah, dolphins have it. Each other, yeah. But if if you get zapped, they call it being zapped. If a Bigfoot zaps you, it can knock you right down, and you can have long-term effects from. What do you mean like uh, from zap? sound? It's called zap, but it's a low frequency. It affects your psyche. Like we can't hear it, like a we dog can, whistle. We can't hear it, but it really upsets your yeah. If you it really upsets you. In fact, I'm not so sure it's not the same thing that the Cubans have done to some of our embassy people there a couple of years ago. Hmm. And uh, you know, they I think they're playing with sounds in some of the military where they can do the low frequency and they can upset your apple cart, you might say. Right. Um, like mentally, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Physiology. You throw up. Uh, fall. The one guy I know, he's from Ann Arbor. He said his friend fell right to the ground. He just knocked him right down. And the other guy wasn't affected. Hmm. Yeah, there are people that tend to affect it differently. Like, even like yeah. that, there's people around the world, like not Bigfoot, but they'll, they can hear a certain sound waves and yeah. stuff like that, and it'll affect them and make them sick. Typically, Whereas dog, other people right. are oblivious. Typically, to dogs can hear these sounds and that's why they'll hear something way before we do. Right, right, right. Because they're hearing maybe a different uh, range of sound. I read that dogs are terrified. Oh, yeah. Of Bigfoot. Typically. Yeah. Yep. That's a little bit odd to me because, you know, they breed dogs to hunt bear. And them, <laughs> them dogs actually, are not afraid of bear actually, whatsoever. They treat the bear. the most dog in jeopardy is an aggressive breed that will chase them because... Bigfoot's big enough, pick them up, throw them against the tree, and then sure. rip and then rip their legs off. Yeah. <laughs> but a, it's no but, match. But, but no, but a small dog that gets behind you, he's okay. Right. <laughs> you take care of it, master. I'm I'm right here. Right. <laughs> but a big aggressive uh, German Shepherd would get torn to bits in yeah, a minute. Be lunch. Yeah. I've heard some stories. Well, about the truth be, it's probably the small dog that's going to be more aggressive towards it because typically, typically small dogs are. They, they don't know so the better terrier, some of yeah. the breeds. I was sitting out one time there it's been a, <laughs> with, a, with a friend, and we heard a, like a terrier bark, bark, bark. Mm -hmm. We also heard coyotes, yeah. and, a, and then the terrier, terrier quit barking. Yeah. I wonder what happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> but coyotes, you know, you take a group of them, a small dog has no chance. Right. Yeah. You know, around cities, small animals. We have such a population of coyotes. Right. Just people incredible. don't realize that there's no competition for no. The, those predators. Three or four years ago, we visited our son. He lives on the northern edge of Columbus. Two million people. It was getting dusk. Coyote ran across the road right in the middle of town. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I live in town, too. I live in Holland. Do you? Yeah. 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 So we live in a condo there's, association. There's places for them to hide. They'll and we have a out. pond in the back. Yeah. When it freezes over, you'll sure. see those coyotes. They'll just walk. Oh, you will. They're oh. walking all over the, the ice. And you take around the, the boggy area, you know, they could crawl yeah. in there and hide so easy. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the sightings go unreported. It's kind of like seeing a... UFO or a ghost. Yep. You don't want to be the one that gets ridiculed because right. you're the one that saw it and you're crazy. Right. I know it happened to you too, right, Phil? I I uh, am ridiculed. People have been pretty nice to me, but I can tell with a look on their face that they think I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're having some fun with it, you know. Well, we I, loaded I, this I, to up me to it's have just some been fun. It's a great with hobby, it. you know. I just turned 77 this week and I'm doing fine. But You're looking good. Thanks. Yeah. But <laughs> most of my friends 
than most of my family. Yep. Think I'm out on the limb. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're out there. Well, you're in good company with us. I'll yeah, tell you yeah, that. yeah. You guys fit right in. Look, I just love to talk. We're to all people weirdos about here. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Right, right. I, I know hunters report a lot of Bigfoot sightings. I I read this story about the guy in Texas that was hunting pigs. And then the Bigfoot grabbed one of those pigs. Oh, yeah. What? I read that grabbed story. one of those pigs, and then he let out a howl, <gasps> and then he heard another howl answer him. So they were talking to each other. Like he said, "I got lunch." Served. Right. Well, the yeah. story I had was the guy got up in his tree stand. He'd been baiting the hogs. It might be a different story. That's not might and, be. And then yeah. it got light, and he looked, and there's a Bigfoot sitting in a tree over there. And then the hogs come in, and that Bigfoot went down the tree, snuck from tree to tree. And then it ran over, grabbed a hog, hit him on the head, whether he knocked him out or killed him, threw it over his shoulder, and then he looked back at the guy and says, I was here first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that. No, I, I he understand. You could, could that, tell by the look in his yeah, eye. Yeah. Like, I teach you. I'm, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I read that report, so, too, yeah, right? So, so yeah. Yep. yeah. So are sightings the most compelling evidence? What is the the best thing that's I come forward. I personally, you know, Dr. Meldrum from Idaho has collected uh, over 300 footprint casts. I think that probably is the most compelling. But the thing in Michigan, we have so much rain. I've only uh, seen, and I got pictures of six or eight different footprints. Uh, some are pretty good. But uh, if you look at our line, you know, we get 25 inches of rain a year, and typically, uh, a typical week, we'll get an inch of rain. Well, you don't leave prints in the woods. You know, mm -hmm. I've looked at it time and again. Even a two-track where a thousand trucks has been down, that ground is so hard, you can't hardly dent it with your heel. They have to stand on the middle of the track or, or on the side. Yeah. But we're talking a very smart animal here that won't do that. So, you know, you don't find many footprints. I saw the picture of the Yeti footprint where yeah. they had the pickaxe sitting next to it so you could oh, try that, to get it. Oh, that had two big toes? That the, yeah, it was, the toes didn't really stand out too much. I thought it showed that they had two large large toes, a little variation. I do think they vary, vary, you know, they can vary. The warmer climates are more likely to be smaller, uh, smaller, and the cold climates are bigger. Yeah, There's well, a they got to build up the, Oh, I got to have a mass to survive. And, survive. Yep. Yep. So sightings go back centuries. They're, they're worldwide, every culture, every continent, except yep. Antarctica. Yep. They don't like that cold, I guess. Who does, right? Who's down in Antarctica? It's well, like having to have the people down there to well, see it. Right, well, nobody there. <laughs> good point. No there, one to witness it, right? Yeah. Nobody right. would know. Um, around Michigan, we've had sightings here in Grand Rapids, Kent County, Ottawa County, Muskegon, Allegan, Barrie, Ionia, Jackson County. Uh, Traverse City seems to be in the western part of the UP, uh, kind of a hot spot, but Oscoda County, is that where you're from? Oh, uh, Oscoda is just north of us. Okay. But the Al Sabo River runs right through there. And, you know, I, I again, big rivers, I think, are a real good habitat. They love fish, and they can hide. And if my theory, the wild man of Europe, right. you know, they could go up underneath the bank, and you'd never know they're there. Well, Sheboygan and the Black yeah. River yeah. and West Branch, the Rifle River. Rifle River. West Branch is where you're from. Yeah. Yep. So you got, you're right in the right place. Now, why did you do that? You gravitated there to hunt. Actually, I went there for my job. I worked for USDA for 26 years, and 
we were sort of afraid they were going to send me to the UP, and we didn't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, we don't blame you. So an opening there at West Branch, and West Branch is sort of on the line between snow and no snow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I like snow and ice. In fact, I went ice fishing last Saturday. We had a, a, over a foot of ice, took my grandkids. Wow. Never caught a fish, but we did. Oh, we yeah. tried. So much for that ice fishing. But, but anyhow... Uh, uh, it's far enough north to enjoy the north, and um, my wife's in Battle Creek, and I'm from Greenville, Stanton, Sheridan area. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, we just liked that part of the country and stayed. Yep. China, Russia, Himalayan mountain range. You talked about a Class A sighting. Mm -hmm. Is there a Class A, B, and C? I know we have a Class A, B, and C. Like EVPs. EVPs. Now, what is a Class A sighting? I think, uh, you know, the classification the um, BFRO has done is if it's a, a, a good sighting, it would be Class A. Class B uh, would be more maybe of a, uh, of a stick structure or something okay, like that. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Or a vocalization. Yeah. yeah, half of the, see, I've documented about 120 incidents around West Branch, and about half of them are actual sightings. But I, I keep track of vocalizations, uh, structures, um, footprints, and uh, like that. You know, I think that, to me, that stuff is almost less subjective than a sighting. Because sightings, you know, it's, right? It's you know, like, oh, you know, did you see a bear? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, or some guy dressed up in a big suit, <laughs> which is a stupid thing to do in it Michigan with, with all the yeah. guns we got. <laughs> That's a and you know somebody's thing. gonna be out there, like, oh, I got a chance to get a Bigfoot and be oh, famous. Oh, oh, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> right? Know? Anybody that would do that is really yeah. bonkers. Yeah, yeah, even in a murder yeah. case or whatever. I mean, if it's someone sees it and then someone else sees it differently those eyewitness reports can vary and be right. very inaccurate right. so like you said something like that that you have where you can get a casting yeah yep, well, especially if you're in good. a case there too where you think it is a big foot and you're seeing it you're probably panicking and you're not i mean for the most part most people's gonna be fight or flight so most mm -hmm. people are gonna be booking it out right. of there so usually the bigfoot goes one way and the mm -hmm. human goes the other because right. they're both terrified of yeah. each other the bigfoot well this is going to fit be right seen. in because this is going to be our final thought we always do a final thought but before we do that we want to do our promos because it's we are actually getting late into the hour okay so brand was brandon have anything we'll start with him uh, anything I'm, you want to just yeah just the kent county paranormal podcast um right now we're kind of still in the middle of booking guests just because of like the producer kind of change over here we're kind of wanted to wait to book guests so i kind of knew what was going on so yeah brandon does the spirits doorway he does another paranormal podcast through wktv here and then we have some stuff coming up yeah so two weeks from tonight will be rick wade seer and author um so he'll be talking about his abilities uh psychic abilities and so forth um and then april um, we will be seeing again Sarah and Mary Bassett when we had them on before. I, we kind of felt like we only got the tip of the iceberg right. with those two, right? There's so much stuff. Oh, right. so and then a Paranormal XL for yes, just yeah, yeah. yeah there's and then um, two weeks after that in April, uh, Shatan Noir. Right. I think Shatan. Maybe we should just call her Shatan. You know, kind of like one word share <laughs> yeah like share i know right but these are the two books yeah that i'm almost done Rick with the Wade second offered. one 
Yeah. So we're doing that like in a couple weeks. We like to do different stuff, but you are the first Bigfoot guy. This has been we we anticipated this has been very exciting. Now you have some stuff that you want to promo, and this is why you're well, here. Yeah. yeah, we got this conference coming up in April, and uh, we got three really good speakers. Actually, the picture here is from a gal from uh, Tennessee. The grandparent had had actually habituated a family of Bigfoot 50 years ago, and so she wrote the book 50 Years of Bigfoot. She's coming. Uh, second one is the Sierra Sounds. The third one, the guy is from uh, Pennsylvania, and he's documented over 250 incidents in that area. But uh, you can buy tickets online. Um, That's at West Branch, right? It's, it's at West Branch. Uh, $25 is the entrance fee. It's all day on a Saturday, April 18th. And the uh, website, uh, WBBFCOM. Dot ticketleap.com is the place to go to buy buy tickets. But uh, we're going to have a good program. Yeah, check that out. I mean, it's the other side of the state, but for people in that area, or maybe even Brandon. Brandon's really into I've, I've this. I've all the way to Oklahoma. So my car is yeah. dead. <laughs> I've driven all the way to Oklahoma to, to uh, do, you know, conference stuff. Right. And, and uh, so, it, you know, people will drive, you know, and stay. And, yeah. You can always what camp is, in the woods if you want. What is this free expedition? What's that? Yeah, we got several people signed up. Uh, we've got a real active area to the east. Actually, I don't want to give you location. Right. But anybody oh. that's interested, they give give me uh, uh, their email. Yeah. Uh, usually in conjunction with coming to the conference, and they can come and we'll divide up and go out set and listen and look cool but they provide their own food and their own camping so, so is it an overnight thing yeah, yeah. Oh, okay it's actually we're gonna gonna be set up for three nights wow. how many expeditions have you been on already oh shoot i i've i've uh, i've probably lost count 20 maybe oh. 20 30 but i've been to you know like oklahoma ohio i've been to kentucky three times going again in april but I've been to a bunch of conferences, too. I've been to three BFRO uh, uh, expeditions. Expedition, but yeah, you got another one coming up in, like, a month or two? Is that uh, what you said? But you don't want to tell us where? Well, this one's in conjunction with our conference. Oh, okay. But there's an, I thought there was another one that you were going to. Oh, I'm also doing a program in Houghton Lake. At okay. the Houghton Lake uh, next week, actually, next Thursday, 5 to 7, and that's free. Okay. I'm actually talking about my 10 reasons Bigfoot exists. Oh, yeah, and you've done presentations, oh, I've quite done a few of them. 40, 50 at yeah. least. Well, but I've got it all on PowerPoint, so I can, you know, it's amazing stuff. Yeah, do you mind if we share this website with people? Oh, fine, so fine. is this a way that they sure. can make, sure. you know, contact you for sightings yeah. and so forth? Yeah. So yeah. it's HTTPS, and then all together, no spaces, write this down. Bigfoot Discovery Days, D A Y S M I dot Webley, Weebly, Weebly, W E E B L Y dot com. Right. So, yeah, um, check that actually, out. and actually, the sightings like that will refer to my uh, YouTube account, which is simply um, Phil O News One. And I got a whole bunch of. I've got the listing of of, of the uh, incidents, but I also have 
put a, a, some of my interviews with witnesses there. Okay, and people can look that up on oh, YouTube. Yeah. yeah, YouTube. Nice. Okay, yeah. let's finish the promo off with that. Yeah. I want to say about Rick Wade. He's got this ghost hunt reading. It's going to be in Allegan Old Hospital. It's the Elks Lodge, and it's March 27th, 9 p.m. So a couple days after he's on our show, he's going to do this reading and ghost hunt. Then we never really did a review. We kind of skipped over that from our last um, people we had in because we always do a review, but we wanted to get into the show right away. But Molly and Esther Joy were here. We talked about crystals. They left me a couple gifts because they're trying to get on my good side. So they are like my, <laughs> I have two favorite guests now, or three. They left me this fossil. Have you ever seen one of these, oh. Phil? It's a fossil. It's 400 million years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's um, cephalo, cephalopod like a squid? fossil. Yeah, squid? like a squid type of a creature. Orthoceros fossil. And they left me ore that was mined right here in Michigan. Oh, that That's copper, copper ore, ore that was yeah. mined right here. It, wow. These both have... Yeah, Most right. Yep. And that's where a lot of them caves are from yep. digging, right? Oh, yeah. From digging all that copper out. So so thanks to those girls. Um, it was crazy. We talked about crystals. We, they said there's a Indian Mounds Rock Mineral Show coming at Rogers Plaza, which is right down the street, April 9th through 11th. So thanks for them. Appreciate them being on the show. Um, so that's a review. We want to get into the final thought. And my final thought is... You're in the woods, you're walking through the woods, we go. all of a sudden you're face to face with the Bigfoot. <laughs> so how do you respond to that? How do you act? This is what we, we do this at the end of the show, so we get everybody involved. Here you are, Brandon, you're walking down the trail. I think, I think I'd probably be frozen in awe and like, like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> That's probably where I would be at, I think. Well, if you come up to a bear, aren't you supposed to play dead? I think there's that, that is not right. You don't want to actually do that. Make yourself as <laughs> big as you can with the bear. I, so I have two choices. I can either play dead. Also, with the bear, you don't want to climb a tree because they can climb trees. Well, apparently Sasquatch can climb a tree yeah. too. So that's no good. Yeah. And I'm assuming they're a faster runner than me. You're right. So I'm pretty much screwed no matter what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just run. <laughs> Actually, I would re recommend you stand your ground and say hi. Mm -hmm. How you doing today? <laughs> That's what I'd like to think. You're right, I, do, I know. But, but I'm not too sure that would happen if you'd be particularly if you're being zapped or if they're looking mean. You know, mm -hmm. they do come in variety, and some of them can be hungry. Right. Yeah, that's one thing. That's kind of my criteria. If it's hungry, or if it looks sick, foaming at the mouth, right. that can be very dangerous. Or if it has a little one nearby, oh, those yeah. three things will get you. In Actually, trouble it's in chances. A hurry. I think that the the females are much like humans. They're going to run like heck to get out of your sight. They're not going to yeah. come. Or protect you. their young. The right. one, the ones that are going to confront you are the if any at all, and they usually don't. Is the males. I think they're very so human that they're much like, you know, 90% of the sightings are males. Mm -hmm. uh, males are wanderers. Mm -hmm. I belong to a flying club, and we got one woman, and I'm not sure she's ever gotten a plane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nothing oh, yeah. against women. But, uh, you know, right. men are uh, got to be on the edge, you know. Yeah. Phil Shaw is also a pilot. Yeah, so. Great. Nice. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we talked about that a little bit. That's pretty much the show, but I want to. 
I want to do a shout out. We're not going to do as many as we usually do because our hour is really up. And this one is, uh, I came across this because they put our podcast on Spotify and Apple. I don't know if you knew that, Kim. No. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know that. I came across that. I came across this five-star review. What? This really warmed my heart. You're going to love this. So I'm going to read this. Okay. I really enjoyed this podcast. Well, first they go, um, more please. Oh. It's customer, more please. More. They said, I really enjoyed this podcast. All the members are so very likable, which is great. I look forward to hearing about more haunting experiences and even have this podcast marked to download new episodes always. This is the first podcast I have ever bothered to write a review and rate, as I never much listened to podcasts until I heard about this one on the news. I hope I have given you all justice. Also, a side note, but still valid. It is really very cool to hear about GR locals instead of more New York City and L.A. name drops. Please keep it coming. So shout out to Bohemian Kimmy. What? I Bohemian Kimmy, what a great! It's a five-star review <laughs> for us. One. Thank you. So right, um, like I say, that's the show. I got some things coming up. I didn't get the plug, but I am going to be doing some work with Preacher Man. We have a oh, you are yes. Um, we had a demonologist. Some cl- uh, cleansings. This yes, this okay. is a very serious case. This is yeah. the demonologist Beverly Fish, who was on the show last year, has passed this on to me. Okay. So we're going to go over to Battle Creek um, for that. When is that happening? Well, I haven't really set a date on okay. that yet. Are we going to do a show on that then after you're done? Or don't you know? Um, well, being a private case, I don't really know if I'll be able to do that. Okay. We don't right. want to get people excited. You're talking about it, but... Well, yeah, I'm talking about it because, you know, I think it's important work, yep. what we're doing, because these people, they don't know what to do. They're... They're extremely distraught. You know, their whole life has been disrupted by these these things that are they don't know enough about to even um, fight it. Right. I think I forgot something here on my notes. Well, and that's the whole thing too is like really like asking for prayers because I like with our team we're having a lot of those darker cases. We've had people contacting us with too. So right now I'd say like a lot of prayers. I think there's gonna be some battles going down. Yeah. So. Yeah, it could be in the air, right? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I think it's in the right. air right now. Well, that's yeah. where your crystals are gonna come mm-hmm. into play, right there. Yeah, I'm gonna use some of those. This is a quote I came across in Facebook. It says, "The devil whispered in my ear, 'You're not strong enough to withstand the storm.' Today I whispered in the devil's ear, 'I am a child of God, a warrior of Christ. I am the storm.'" So the storm's coming to Battle Creek, but Phil Shaw, thanks for driving across Michigan and, and joining us, talking Bigfoot. Enjoy talking. What a great show. So be the storm. Peace out. <laughs>